You're listening to Podcasting in Professional Services, where you'll hear stories and experiences from business show hosts about using a podcast to grow their firm. I'm your host, John Tyerman. Hi, gang. Welcome to Podcasting in Professional Services. We've got a great show for you today. I've been familiar with the Association for Accounting Marketing, otherwise known as AIM, for quite some time. I actually started my marketing career at Hinge, a branding and marketing agency for professional services, as a research assistant in 2013. One of the first projects I had the pleasure of working on was a marketing budget benchmark study for AIM, where we did a segment analysis of how the fastest growing accounting firms, how they spent their marketing dollars, and then how was that different from average or low growth firms. The study was well-received, and we ended up doing new editions every other year. It ended ended up becoming a biannual study. Well, it was through this work that I met Katie Tolan. And over the course of the years, Katie rose the ranks and has even been a past president of AIM. Now, Katie has been hosting the Amplify podcast for AIM since 2017. Recently, I had a conversation with Katie about her experience hosting the Amplify podcast, how it's structured, the unique challenges she faces running a podcast for an association, and how the podcast had really impacted her career. But real quick, before we dive into the interview, if you're a professional services marketer who wants to explore the idea of launching a podcast, or maybe you have a company podcast and want to grow your audience, I offer a range of podcast strategy, production, and marketing services. Check out redcedarmarketing.com or send me an email at john at redcedarmarketing.com to learn more. All right, here is my conversation with Katie Tolan. I am joined today by Katie Tolan, growth and profitability consultant for CPAs, an author, speaker, trainer, and founder of CPA Growth Guides, Katie is actively involved in the Association for Accounting Marketing. Welcome to the show, Katie. Thanks for having me, John. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited for you to be here, too. We've known each other for, gosh, it's been like 10 years or so. Um, a long time. Yeah. Can you, just for listeners who may not be aware of who you are, can you give an overview of CPA Growth Guides and how you help accounting firms? Sure. I um, I help focus on growth from the strategy down. So a lot of times people think of marketing and, you know, they, they operate at a tactical level. It used to be that you sat around a conference table and threw ideas out or, you know, we're going to throw out a dartboard and hope something sticks. And that's not the way it is today. It's actually, what are we strategically trying to do? And then I try to help connect the dots between the actions that firms take and the results that it's going to produce. So, um, any professional service person has limited time and limited resources to market. Don't you want to make sure that the things that you're doing are most uh, productive? Um, So I I try to help coach them through niche development, um, thought leadership, all of those fun things to make sure what they're doing is going to produce the results they're looking for. Excellent. And uh, can you speak a little bit to your involvement with the Association of Accounting Marketing? I joined the Association for Accounting Marketing my first month in an accounting firm. Um, some of my, I remember my managing partner came to me, he goes, we uncovered this group, go join it. I was like, okay. Um, the smartest move I've ever made in my entire career. So the association for accounting marketing is a group of accounting, uh, growth minded professionals. So we have marketers, business developers. We now have client experience people, um, even partners 
So if your focus is on growth of a CPA firm, you're part of this organization. Uh, mainly we're United States and Canada, but we do have some international members as well. And I've you know, worked my way up. Um, I started volunteering shortly after I joined the group, uh, worked my way onto the board. And then um, I'm still an active volunteer today. And what I try to do for the organization, a lot of my roles is providing content. You know, what is the content we should be talking about? What are those hot button issues? And making sure that we're co connecting that and bringing that to our members and to the wider accounting community. Speaking of publishing content, it looks like the Amplify podcast started publishing content in 2017. Um, I'm impressed that that podcast is still active in publishing content seven years later. That's uh, kudos to you. Um, you were you were actually among the first voices to appear on the podcast. I think it was like episode four where you interviewed Gail Crosley about managing a firm's pipeline process. So you've got a unique perspective on this podcast. Have you seen it grown and evolve over the past seven years? So I was part of the AIM uh, leadership team that brought the, the podcasting concept um, to, to, the, the, to the members. And, and way back then, this wasn't popular. Finding AIM members who could actually come together and knew what a podcast was and how you produced it and what it looked like was a challenge. But we got a good group together. And I remember, I think our very first podcast was done on-site video. And so you can see <laughs> podcasting has changed um, as our as our strategy has as well. You know, we've really moved from um, an occasional episode because then we had no frequency uh, with any sort of consistency um, as a volunteer led organization. It was like, oh, who can do it? OK, well, I can do it in two weeks and I can do it in two months. And we kind of made that work. And and we knew that today that's not what podcasting is. So we've actually revamped. Um, the way that we do our podcast. And when we were talking about it and we talked about some of the struggles that we had as an organization, but I think that professional uh, services entities everywhere has is time. Yep. How do you find the time to do this? How do you find the, the who you're, you're going to talk to? How do you connect all of this? And early on, we tried to have one podcast host. Well, we had some turnover on our committees and then that person was gone and then our host was gone. And so then we started doing random podcast host. Well, when you ask for volunteers and you take them, you don't know how good they are. <laughs> and so true. we're like, well, <laughs> we need to rethink this strategy if we want to have any sort of good hosting. And so, you know, that's when we came up with the concept of seasons. So rather than try to and fail, which we did try to do a, an episode every other week or to a month or whatever our frequency was, we were going to do everything in a season. So we were going to take a deep dive in a topic. And this is a direct relation to how we think people want to learn today. You know, there might be one topic that you want, um, but if you want to know that topic, you want to know like everything you can about that topic. Mm -hmm. So by moving to a season, the whole concept is we would have five, six, seven episodes around a general theme. You can listen to any one of those and walk away with lots of great insights. Or if this is a topic that's incredibly important to you, like business development, you can listen to the entire season and take a much deeper dive into that, that content. And our thought was, if you record all this, the episodes in a season at once, you can have one host. There's consistency in that host because they've talked to everyone. They can weave everything together around that topic. And then that's, that's a commitment that's more manageable than to do this monthly, quarterly, whatever frequency you want to do, that you can actually spread the wealth. So we can find two to three podcast hosts 
um, and actually do it more consistently. So uh, I'm lucky that I get to be one of the hosts of those seasons. And it's, it's always a great experience when I get to do it. Yeah, the, I have a few different takeaways from that. So number one, um, well, for, first of all, for those listening, your uh, the theme for the most recent season that's out for the Amplify podcast is around business development. So you, there's an episode on comparing legal and CPA firms, business development between those two kinds of firms, managing a salesperson or a team, building a BD culture, how business developers work with marketing. These are all topics that if you're interested in business development, check out the podcast, um, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, the binge worthiness of it. So it's almost kind of like Netflix, right? You want to start a show and you watch a show at night and then it's like, oh, you know what? That was really good. I want the next episode. And you're giving your listeners that ability to binge through at the speed that they want. They don't have to wait for a new episode to drop. So I really like that approach and then the batching of the content condensing those recording periods so that you have content uh that you can that you can release um yeah that's really interesting i'm curious what is the topic of the next season of amplify we're actually working on digital marketing and um so that's the whole concept is to really bring different aspects of digital marketing together um and then we're going to wrap up with a case study of a firm um, who's actually going to walk you through what do they do when they get a lead in the door and how does marketing qualify that lead all the way through handing it off to someone else in the organization yeah that's what i found in my experience podcasting is when you have real life examples and stories Mm -hmm. It's it's more valuable to listeners than some of the more prescriptive content, prescriptive how to content. Um, so I'm glad that you're that you're doing that and bringing in real examples. I think that's something with the Association for Accounting Marketing that we hear all the time is we want to hear from our members. What are they doing and what are they doing well? Give us that, you know, that real example. Not that we don't mind that philosophical big picture stuff, but sometimes we just want the nuts and bolts of how everything comes together. So that's what we try to do with the podcast is we give you some of the bigger picture stuff and then try to wrap it up with something that's a little more hands-on nuts and bolts so you can understand how it all comes together. Yeah, I like to think of those as like stories from the trenches. You mentioned that you come up with like the topics, the speakers, the questions for each season um, to add consistency to the to the show. Uh, can you? I'm curious, how is that going for you? Um, I know that you you mentioned the show's evolving. How is it evolving? So we do have a committee that helps put everything out. So we get together as a committee and AIM also has an editorial calendar on main themes that they want to cover per quarter of a year. So that's where we dive into it and say, well, what do we want to take from this content calendar and what we think would be valuable to our listeners? Well, we brainstorm on the call. You know, we're lucky that we have some very smart accounting marketers um, on this committee. And so we get all the, the heads together. We come up with like, here's the theme, kind of like the digital marketing one. Here's what we think we should be talking about. And here's why. And then there's some initial brainstorming about what we could do and who might be a good guest. Um, That's when I really go back and I try to put it all on paper. And I'm like, okay, session one is going to run X time and we're going to have these uh, potential guests and here are the questions that we'd ask. So then I can bring it back to the committee and say, is this what we are envisioning? So from there, you know, I kind of go out and I do the individual asks. Um, We might have somebody else in the committee do the ask who has the stronger relationship with the potential guest. And then I just reach out and say, hey, would you be willing to do it? Here's the host. If it's not me, here, here's who your host is. And let's get something on the calendar to schedule it. And so 
you know, I think we're coming together with a process that's working a little bit better for us. You know, as I've been part of this committee for a long time, um, it's a lot more functioning um, with some sort of frequency than we've ever had before. And, you know, so it's, it's great. And then, you know, what we're doing and where we need to go next, though, is better promotion. So, once again, we're a volunteer organization. So you've got your thing. You've got to get other people involved. So who's pushing that on social? That's another group of people. So what do we have to create for the social team to be able to push it on on social? And what do we have to do with the to get it on the blog? What do we have to do to get it in the member newsletters? So really figuring out what all those things are within the organization, as well as pushing it out to the podcast world um, to promote it to potential listeners. Sounds like a very collaborative process. It sounds like it. You're faced with a few different unique challenges because you're um, running a podcast for an association, a group of volunteer members, as opposed to a firm where you may have more dedicated team, um, more access to the resources internally. So it's it seems like that's posing a, a kind of a unique challenge. It is. And I think, you know, as we uh, increase our listener and we are providing more value to people, you know, we get a bigger piece of the budget. So, you know, we've gone back and we said we need to outsource the production. You know, this if we want to have any sort of regular consistency to this, we can't leave it to a volunteer who suddenly has time to go put these episodes together and push them back. And so we were able to get budget dollars for that. You know, where um, the podcast that I did um, and I did on business development and I'm pretty savvy about this topic, I like to think, but. I hung up, I, you know, got off of each recording and was like, wow, we had smart people share incredibly smart stuff. And every time I did this, I was like, what are we doing with all this content? Like, there's a boatload of content out here. How do we, not every member listens, not everyone in the accounting industry listens. How do we get this out to more people in a format they might want it? And so, you know, I, for giggles, took every episode I did and I, um, transcribed them, uploaded them transcription service. We had over 48,000 words. I'm like, that's bigger than an ebook. Like that's on your way to like a short book. So how do we, how do we do something with this? So I actually turned them all into blog posts where I said, here's what the, the takeaways from each of the audience members were. We're actually talking as an association on how do we turn this into something else, a checklist, a guide, an ebook, a whatever. Now that we have all this great content, to get it in the hands of other people. And I think that's what's incredibly great um, about the podcast and and, under, and and just all the stuff that you learn is even when you have somebody who thinks that, you know, I know some stuff, you don't. There's <laughs> really smart people or, or, or just good reminders of stuff maybe you need to know. And so how do you take that and get it out to the wider masses? And I think that's something podcasters everywhere struggle with. Well, I think podcasting is a unique medium because it gives you a source of content that you can turn it into audio, video, and text-based content, right? So you talked about how you can take a podcast episode and upload it to a transcription service, um, use Descript or Whisper, or there's a hundred different transcription tools out there. Um, but then also chopping it up into short video clips. This is kind of where I found a lot of success is creating a LinkedIn a showcase page or a company page dedicated to the podcast that um, that where you publish a couple clips every week, you know, two minute clips with a, a, a particularly salient point. And then you point people to listen to the full conversation or to the blog post where they can read it, 
and then listen to it via a media player or watch clips right there on the page. And I think we're getting better every time on what do we do with this. So, you know, in the last season, I was like, we need to put social graphics together and sample posts and send them to our guests to put on their social channels. So all these little things that you know you should be doing, it's like, okay, now how do we begin to layer it on each time we do it and have the resources to not only do it once, but to do it consistently after that? Yeah. And you mentioned, so you're doing a lot of the outreach to the guests yourself. Personally, I found it's um, people are very willing to hop on a podcast conversation. Have you found that same thing? I think so. You know, my most hesitation from people are, do I have to be on the camera? And I'm like, no, we're just audio. Like you do because it's just better to have a dialogue with somebody when you're looking at them on the screen. But don't worry, we're only pushing it out via uh, audio. So that seems to be my biggest uh, pushback. But usually once I have that conversation with everybody, they're like, yeah, if you think I have a good story to tell, you know, I want to come on and do it. I don't know if you've explored tools like there's there's one called headliner.app. And you can use to, use it to create what what they call audiograms, which are essentially a static image with a waveform. Have you used any of that kind of media? We haven't. That's on our list as to where we want to go next. Um, you know, now we've got some social behind it. We are going to you know push the social out to the guest, and so now we're like, okay, well, how do we up our social over time with clips and that kind of stuff? So that's what we're talking about as a as a committee now. You know, not only identifying, you know, what tool is out there and how we could use it, but who's going to own it. Yeah. Um, at least for a season, at least for one season, will you own it? And then somebody else can own it for the next season. I'm curious, Katie, what kind of benefits have you seen personally being a, a podcast host? You know, I think it's just the conversation you get to have with the guest, because while you may know or you think you know where the conversation is going to go and what they're going to say, you don't really you know, you, you, you know, the theme, you know, what it is, what we're talking about and they'll share something and, and you're like, wow. And I always got paper in front of me. Cause I got like two sides to it, like notes for myself, like, Oh, yeah. great idea. I need to try that. And Oh, bring that up and follow up. So to me, it's, it's, I love the personal challenge of talking to very smart people and learning from them and trying to pull a story out of them that others can learn from as well. You know, I remember early in my marketing career, somebody said to me, they're like, you know, Katie, you first have to be the student before you can be the teacher. And so I try to do that on the podcast. I try to be that student almost, you know, pulling the information out of the guest and then, you know, highlighting those things that I, I think are important to teach the listeners. I like that. I, I like that using a podcast as a way of continuously learning, right? We're all students of the game. It is. And I'm a, I have a big continuous improvement mindset. And so, you know, when when I can take something that somebody says and, and dive deep and explore, like, what do you mean? And how did that work? You know, to me, I think that's that's exciting. And, and I hope if I find it exciting, others do as well. You've been doing this for seven years, this one podcast. Um, is there a moment that stands out to you? that you will never forget? Maybe it's a guest, maybe it's a certain answer that you weren't expecting or a story that you weren't expecting. But what's, what's one thing that really stands out to you from your time podcasting? To me, the times that I love is when I have an opinion that the guest said. Like, I didn't have to share my opinion. You know, I've been in this profession a long time. You know, I think I have the right answer sometimes. And I'll ask a question and they'll say something. I'll be like, yes. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, that was spot on. I couldn't have said it better myself. Like, those moments that happen, um, to me, I, I love those. Because, you know, I think um, – people want to do what's right and but they've got to hear it multiple times and so when you can have consistency as in 
oh, I heard this from this person and this person and this person. And all of that stuff really, really comes together. You know, like when I was doing business development and they're talking about things like, you know, if you don't have clear um, plans in place about how commission is going to be paid, you're opening yourself up to a can of worms. And I'm like, seen it happen. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, where, where there's, you know, conflicts like, oh no, this is mine. And this is mine. And I'm like, oh no, I was personally there. I get it. And so I love when those stories come out. Yeah, that's very cool. Uh, that kind of happens to me when you're talking about distribution, podcast distribution, like that's, that's an, it's something that I feel very passionate about because I feel like there are so many great podcasts in professional services that just don't really get the visibility that they deserve, quite honestly, because they're just not promoted effectively. And so I'm trying to change that. I'm trying to highlight different shows in professional services like Amplify. Um, and then I'm also trying to kind of just broaden my own knowledge of, you know, how other people are going about their shows, like um, how you go about the, the different seasons and launching six episodes at once so your listeners can binge episodes. I think that's a very, very interesting take on, on podcasting that maybe bucks the trend of having consistent publications. Yeah, and, and really that was just meeting the needs of our volunteer base and how could we do this with the, the, the group that we had. And I think the other thing that we really had to give thought to, and I, and I think anyone else doing a podcast does as well, is your audience. Yes. So, you know, as a membership association, you know, we have roughly 800 and some members. We do not have the full scope of what we think the entire accounting marketing universe looks like. But if there's only 800 and some members, you know, I don't know what it is. We're not talking 50,000 people, you know. And so um, – you know, we thought about like, who is this podcast for? And it ultimately comes back to for marketers to be successful in their organization, they need to buy in at a higher level from the firm leadership. Mm -hmm. They have to understand that marketing is important. And part of our job is to educate them and give credibility to the marketers. So our podcast used to be very much aim centered. It was all about us. And when we rebranded it, part of it was like, how do we make this apply to the wider accounting profession. One, because they need to hear marketing. Two, it's going to add credibility to what each and one of every one of our members are doing. And how how great would it be if one of our partners came to us and said, I listened to a podcast that talked about this. Are we doing that? Like, that would be a great conversation to have. Um, so, you know, making sure if you have, if you're going to invest the time into putting this podcast, that you have the right audience that's helping you drive multiple goals outside of just listenership or, or conversion or whatever it is that you're looking for. Yes. Yes. 100%. Yeah. A podcast is much more than just a lead generation vehicle to your point about educating marketers. I think that the extent to which marketers can connect the activities to business goals and outcomes, um, that is really what key stakeholders are looking for. They're, they're looking for a compelling reason why they should invest um, in a certain marketing activity. And if, if marketers can get information from a podcast that can help them along their way, that's, that's just solid gold right there. For whatever reason, professional services wants to know that somebody else did it first and it worked. Yeah. You know, most of us are not on the cutting edge that want to be the first person to try anything out there. So to me, getting these stories and hearing them gives us that that uh, conversation piece to go back to our firm leadership and said, hey, on this podcast, so-and-so talked about how they did this. Guess what? We're not the first one. What I'm asking for is not crazy. Um, let's talk about how this is a good strategy for us. 
I spent a couple of years out of professional services doing marketing for some consumer services companies, some B2B software companies. And what I've found is that those types of businesses, they're a little bit more on kind of like the forefront of like testing new things, new, new methods of, uh, of digital marketing and things like that. And um, now that I'm coming kind of back into professional services, what I'm finding is that firms of like accounting firms, architecture firms, engineering firms, they're all like starting to um, show signs of interest in investing in those kinds of activities now. So I just think that's kind of, kind of interesting how what you said there about professional services firms being kind of maybe not, not so much late to the party, but just seeing how different investments and activities impact other kinds of businesses first before they invest. Yeah, there's not too many of us on the front end of an adoption yeah. curve. Um, <laughs> if you're lucky enough to work with one of those firms, you know, we're all, the rest of us are all incredibly jealous. <laughs> but sometimes waiting and seeing what happens and then applying it, sometimes that's a better strategy anyway, because I guess you're reducing your risk of failure. Well, and I think that as long as you're looking at it as I don't want to do what somebody else does, but I want to learn from them and use it as inspiration to do it my own yes. way. You know, I think a lot of times you have people that come to you and it's like, oh, here's, you know, it's like the keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah. Here's what the Joneses are doing. Like, we need to do this, too. No, we don't. We need to be aware what others are doing to inform our own personal strategy. That's exactly right. You don't need to launch the exact same podcast as someone else. Maybe you can launch one that works for your members or works better for your audience or fits better into your business or fits better into your personal workflows if you're a host that's strapped for time. Yeah, I, I think the conversation is, is it really a podcast? Do you know what it takes? Are you willing to dedicate? Because what you listen to, okay, you had a 20, 30-minute uh, podcast playing in your ears. You came into work this morning. It took more than that to put it together. Oh, yeah. So are you willing to invest in it? I think those are the conversations you need to have. And, and if it's not that, then what are you willing to invest time-wise, resource-wise, and let's figure out the best strategy that works within that time, within that framework. Well, Katie, um, I, this has just been an, an absolute fantastic conversation. Um, is there anything about the Amplify podcast or the work that you're doing with AIM that we didn't talk about that you'd like to bring up? No, I think the key is, you know, to change and evolve. You know, we've been doing this a while. We have not been doing it well. You know, there's still room for improvement. You know, I, I definitely have a continuous improvement mindset. And, you know, I'm always out there like, oh, you know, how do we do this? How do we do this? You know, we're talking now on how do we go get a sponsor for a season? And what does that look like? So I think, you know, as you're going down this path, and I don't care if you put together your first episode or you've put together your hundredth, think about what you can do and how you can do it better and how you can change it up. Um, I think that's, uh, that's good for you. And I think it's good for your listeners. Totally agree. Yep. You don't want to pigeonhole yourself in, in the way that you position your show. You want to position it in a way that can evolve over time. Totally. And have fun doing it because if it's not fun, don't do it. You know, but if you have these great conversations with great people, you usually hang up energized. You know, you get off that recording and you're like, wow. Um, and, and I think that's what should motivate you to keep going. Totally. 100%. Well, Katie, if uh, folks that are listening to this right now, if they want to connect with you, where can they find you? You can find me on LinkedIn, Katie Tolan, T is in Tom, O-L-I-N. It's a great place to find me. Excellent. Well, everyone out there, connect with Katie on LinkedIn. Um, and thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to another episode of Podcasting and Professional Services. If you've made it this far, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. It really helps us reach new listeners. Um, and if you found value in this episode, please shoot me a note on LinkedIn. would love to hear from you. Until next time.